and welcome to Conspiracy to Murder, where I talk about weird and questionable deaths. Was it really an accident or natural causes, or was foul play involved? Stay tuned for my take on what I think really happened. This week, I'll be talking about Princess Diana. So let's start with a little bit of history. If you're like me and you're from America, you don't know much because our education system doesn't teach us about other countries. So Diana Frances Spencer was born on July 1st, 1961, to parents John and Frances in Sandringham, Norfolk, which is just shy of two and a half hours northeast of London for all my people who know nothing about UK geography. She was child number four of five. Sadly, her infant brother John died shortly after his birth, a year before Diana was born. Interestingly, she went unnamed for a week after her birth before her parents finally settled on Diana Francis after her mother and Lady Diana Spencer, a many times great aunt who was also a prospective Princess of Wales. Maybe this name meant she was destined to become the Princess of Wales. As a child, Diana's family called her Dutch, which is short for Duchess, referring to her Duchess-like attitude. Her parents' marriage was strained because of the desire for a male heir. At this point, they had three daughters. Her mother was sent to a clinic in London to determine the cause of this, quote, problem. While they eventually had a son, Charles, it was a humiliating experience and, according to Charles, was probably the root of their divorce when Diana was seven. Diana lived with her mother in London during the separation in 1967, but during Christmas, her father refused to let her go back. He fought for custody of Diana and won with the help of his former mother-in-law. In 1975, her father inherited the title of Earl Spencer, which, if I'm understanding correctly, is just the Spencer family estate. Her father moved the family to Althorpe, the family seat in Northamptonshire. Again, for my geographically challenged people, it's located about two hours northwest of London. So, for some perspective, the family started out on the eastern coast of England, and they have now moved more to the center of England. Because of her father's new inheritance, Diana earned the title of lady. Now on to marriage. Diana first met her future husband, Charles, Prince of Wales, in November 1977 when she was 16 years old. Just to give some perspective of ages here, he was 29, so 12 years older. For some people, that isn't a big deal, but at her age, that seems like a big deal, at least to me. When they met, Charles was supposedly dating Diana's older sister, Lady Sarah. Their relationship never actually went anywhere because she said she wouldn't marry Charles, quote, if he were the dustman or the king of England. In September 1980, on her third date with Charles, she meets the family. The royal family. This means she met Queen Elizabeth II. The queen. You know the one you've probably seen countless memes about because she's amazing. Anyway, she passed their test for approval. In January 1981, Prince Philip, Charles's father, wrote Charles a letter basically stating that he proposed to Diana or dump her. On February 24th, 1982, so a year later, he proposes. At this point, Charles is 32 and Diana is 19. This is still really weird to me, but whatever. They're royalty, and age doesn't matter, I guess. Diana lived in Buckingham Palace until the wedding. This union had a couple notable stats, if you will. 
Diana was the first English woman to marry the first in line to the throne in over 300 years, and she was also the first royal bride to have a paying job before her engagement. On July 29, 1981, Charles and Diana got married in a ceremony seen by over 750 million people worldwide. It didn't exactly go smoothly. Diana accidentally swapped the order of Charles' first two names, calling him Philip Charles instead of Charles Philip. She also didn't say she would obey him. This traditional vow was left out at their request, which ruffled some feathers at the time. Another noticeable mess-up was they forgot to kiss after their vows. Instead, they kissed on the public balcony of Buckingham Palace, turning it into a tradition. With this marriage, she became Princess of Wales and automatically acquired rank as the third highest female in British order of precedence, right behind the Queen and the Queen Mother. For their honeymoon, the pair went on a 14-day cruise aboard the royal yacht Britannia. But the couple wasn't alone. Camilla Rosemary Shand, as she was known then, came along on the cruise. She had gifted Charles cufflinks with intertwined C's for their names. This started trouble for the newlyweds. Fast forward in time, Charles ended up marrying Camilla in 2005, making her the Duchess of Cornwall, which is Charles's secondary designation. But we're not talking about her or her relationship with Charles, so let's get back to Diana. On their cruise, the age difference became apparent. Charles preferred quieter and intellectually stimulating activities such as reading and fishing. Diana preferred to hang out with the crew. Again, I'm not surprised by this. She's 20 and living her life, and he's 32. While that's not old by any means, their differences in activity preference make sense. On November 5th, 1981, so about two months after the wedding, Diana's pregnancy was announced. Twelve weeks into the pregnancy, Diana, quote, fell down a staircase. I say that with quotes because she later confessed that she threw herself down the stairs because she felt inadequate. After consulting with the doctor, they found that Diana only had a few bruises and the baby was fine. On June 12, 1982, Prince William was born. Now, if you don't quite know who Diana is, you probably know who Prince William is unless you've been living under a rock. He's married to Kate Middleton. They have three kids, George, Charlotte, and Louis. You might remember their wedding and women going crazy over Kate's dress. She has been placed on several best-dressed lists, so her fashion is outstanding. But back to Diana. She gave birth to Prince Harry on September 15, 1984. You probably also know him. He married Meghan Markle, and their names have been in the news a lot recently because of their decision to step away from the royal family. Apparently, Charles was not thrilled they had another boy, as he wanted a girl, and he was upset Harry had red hair. That was the beginning of the end of their marriage. Five years into their marriage, both Charles and Diana began having affairs with other people. Charles with the aforementioned Camilla and Diana with the family's former writing instructor. By 1987, the media picked up on their marital problems. Rumors of affairs were published several times. In December 1992, the Prime Minister announced the couple's, quote, amicable separation. Although this separation was amicable, Diana went so far as to write a letter to her butler in October 1993 stating that she believed Charles was in love with his personal assistant. She also thought Charles was going to have her killed to make way for him to marry the assistant. 
hold on to that bit of information because that's going to come into play later. The sad thing is, is that Diana was so unhappy in her marriage that she suffered from depression, quote, rampant bulimia, and had harmed herself numerous times. Some people believed that, given the combination of illnesses Diana said she suffered from, she had a borderline personality disorder. In December of 1995, the Queen advised Diana and Charles to divorce to stop the negative media attention and save the two from self-destructing. Their somewhat messy divorce was finalized in October 1996. Among the terms of their divorce was an agreement that prohibited them from discussing the details of the divorce or their married life. Even though they were divorced, Diana kept her title of Princess of Wales and was still regarded as a member of the royal family because her son was expected to one day ascend to the throne. A year after their divorce, Diana was killed in a car accident reportedly fleeing paparazzi. She was in Paris with her Egyptian billionaire lover, Imad Dodi Fayed. The driver, Henry Paul, lost control of the car and crashed into a pillar. Paul and Fayed were pronounced dead at the scene. Diana died hours later at a Parisian hotel. Her bodyguard, Trevor Reese Jones, was the only survivor. While her death was ruled an accident, there were still several conspiracy theories that arose from the situation. Two things are pretty unanimous. The first being that Henry Paul was driving recklessly, speeding, and under the influence of alcohol and prescription drugs. The second is that someone wanted to kill Diana and helped orchestrate the crash. The conspiracies were so convincing that the Metropolitan Police were forced to launch Operation Paget to establish if any theories were true or not. This lasted for years and they examined somewhere around 175 theories. Now, obviously, I can't cover all of that, and I'm sure plenty of them are utterly ridiculous, but I'll cover some of the more popular ones. Mohammed Al-Fayed, father of Imad Fayed, and owner of the Ritz where Paul had worked, was the biggest supporter of the theory that Diana was murdered. He publicly stated that the crash was planned and accused MI6 and the Duke of Edinburgh, also known as Prince Philip, father of Prince Charles. Al-Fayed supported the theory that Diana was pregnant with his son's child. The royal family couldn't tolerate the possibility of an Egyptian Muslim being the stepfather of the future King of England, so they killed them both off. Apparently, rumors of Diana's potential pregnancy surfaced before the crash even happened. The media's only evidence was that Diana was on vacation in France a few weeks before and made a comment about, quote, a big surprise. That could have literally been anything, but the media will twist words into the story they want. During the post-mortem examination, there was no indication that she was pregnant. Blood work disputes this theory, as do numerous close friends and confidants. So that theory is out. It's been scientifically proven incorrect. Now, remember the letter I mentioned earlier? If you don't, I'll give you a quick refresher. Diana believed that she was going to be killed so Charles could marry another woman. In this letter, she went so far as to state that someone was planning, quote, an accident with her car by brake failure and serious head injury. This is kind of creepy, to be honest. Apparently, at the time she wrote the letter, she had experienced problems with her car, voiced fears about it, and her bodyguard died in an accident she believed was a conspiracy. While there doesn't appear to be any official evidence that she would actually be killed, 
This theory doesn't seem to have been officially disproven scientifically or otherwise. In my opinion, if Diana was murdered, this seems like the most plausible theory. She feared this would happen and went so far as to write it down and tell someone. She had specifically stated that she feared someone would tamper with her car, causing it to crash. It also makes sense that the royal family probably didn't approve of her Egyptian Muslim boyfriend, who could potentially become the future stepfather to the future king of England. One final conspiracy that we'll look at is the white Fiat Uno and James Andenson. During the analysis of the wreckage, it appeared that the car had glancing contact with a white Fiat Uno. Once again, Al-Fayed supported the theory that MI6 was involved and the Fiat was being used by them. He went so far as to specifically name French photojournalist Jean-Paul James Andenson as a Secret Service agent. Adding to the conspiracy, Andenson was found dead in his burnt BMW by apparent suicide in May 2000, but Al-Fayed said it was either due to guilt or he was killed by the French or British secret services to silence him. It was thoroughly investigated by French police, and they confirmed that the hole in his left temple was caused by the intense heat of the fire rather than a bullet wound. Operation Paget investigated his white Fiat Uno and found that it was essentially undrivable. It was nine years old with 325,000 kilometers, so nearly 202,000 miles for my fellow Americans, and the car hadn't been serviced in years. He openly sold the car in October 1997, which led Operation Paget to conclude it was extremely unlikely his car was the one they were looking for. If he was involved in the crash, why would he so openly dispose of the car? I mean, I guess you could to make yourself look less suspicious. If you were trying to hide the fact that you were dumping your car, you'd look pretty suspicious. If you just sold it because it was old and didn't work anymore, that seems pretty normal to me. But anyway, Andenson was interviewed by the French police in February 1998 and provided a solid alibi. At the time of the crash, he was 177 miles away from Paris at his home. In February 2008, his widow, Elizabeth, echoed this statement by saying Andenson was at home in bed with her. An inquest basically a trial to find the facts relating to a death under mysterious circumstances, started in London in 2004. It attempted to attribute the crash to grossly negligent driving by Henry Paul and the pursuing paparazzi. This continued all the way until April 2008, when the jury returned a verdict of unlawful killing. The day after the final verdict, Al-Fayed ended his 10-year campaign to establish that Diana was murdered, saying he did so for the sake of her children. It seems like investigations settled after this verdict was delivered and people settled on this being a tragic accident. There have been several documentaries or movies or things of that nature that attempt to uncover the truth about Diana's death. Most notable is the British documentary film Unlawful Killing, shown in May of 2011. Even though Al-Fayed publicly announced he was ending his campaign for justice, he funded the movie. The movie was never certified for release and shelved in 2012 because of failure to gain insurance against possible legal action. Another documentary, titled Diana Conspiracy Theories, released in 2016, is available on Amazon Prime Video if you want to pay for it. 
or YouTube for free. So there you go. If you're like me and didn't know much about Princess Diana and these conspiracies, I hope you've learned something new. Let me know if you believe any of these theories. Do you think MI6 was behind it? Do you think a white Fiat Uno could have played a part? Or do you think it was just a tragic combination of reckless driving, alcohol, and drugs? Thank you for listening to Conspiracy to Murder, where I talk about weird and questionable deaths. Was it really an accident or natural causes? Or was foul play involved? <laughs>